Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Welcome to a little bit of Tech Talk with me, where we talk about all the new technologies, from smartphones to smartwatches, and anything else smart in between. And welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me. And today it's our first episode. It's a collaboration special with Django and we're talking about tech. So welcome to Tech Talk, everybody. And if it's your first time, this is where we're going to get amazing products that are on the market and we're just going to review it, compare and give you our intake. So Django, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show, Angelica. I'm uh, really excited to be on the uh, the podcast with you. It's been a long time coming, and I can't believe this. And this is our first episode of Tech Talk. So for those out there, thank you guys for your support. Um, we really do appreciate it. And let's get to this. So today, we are going to talk about wearables guys wearables the stuff that you wear on your wrist around your neck around your ankles whatever it is but it's the most popular wearables that we're going to be talking about today and Django oh my gosh we've got so much to say about different products so today we're going to be reviewing the Garmin Phoenix 5S we are doing the Fitbit Versa 2 um, the Apple Watch Series 5 and the Suunto 9 to start with. And of course, after every bit of information we give you guys, um, we're going to do the pricing, the pros and cons, of course, what the actual product is about. We're actually going to say our opinion if we like it or not, or if it fits our lifestyle. Yes, uh, we'll be definitely talking about the other four products that you have mentioned. um, And uh, let's get to it. Well, let's get started. So, Of course, I'm ready and Django is ready too. We're going to start with the big one, which is the the Garmin Phoenix 5. So the Garmin Phoenix 5 is combining world-class performance with the best features of fitness and outdoor watch. The Phoenix 5 is a premier multi-sport training companion. You'll get advanced features such as Elevate Wrist Heart Rate Technology, built-in activity profiles, performance metrics, and training status readings that show the fitness-enhancing effects of your workout, smart notifications to help you stay in touch on the go. So the brand, once again, it's Garmin. The model is the Phoenix 5. Django, give us the lowdown of this. Okay, so the Garmin Phoenix 5, um, there's three sizes out in the market that's available for uh, consumers to purchase. Um, The first size is 42 millimeters, which is the smallest. And then there's the middle size for 47 millimeters. And the biggest size, it'll be the uh, the 51 millimeters. Um, Obviously, there's just um, like a regular casing and there's a sapphire edition, which is scratch resistant and has the the functionality to connect to Wi-Fi um, if you're going to be using it on uh, at home to keep track of your, you know, workouts if you're doing a training at home. Um, Obviously, um, Garmin Phoenix 5 is known for... Um, you know, being popular amongst people who are uh, training for triath- uh, triathlon. So it has a lot of features built into it, such as maps. Uh, you know, uh, it has uh, activity tracking functionalities for golf, swimming, running, um, cycling, hiking, climbing, skiing, snowboarding, and ext- um, et cetera. There's so many functionalities um, or, and the sports that you can cover with uh, Phoenix 5S. Uh, so I just, uh, you know, reduced down to some of the other main features that's uh, available for the, uh, the tracking. Um, also, the bezel material is made out of uh, stainless steel. Um, case material is fiber reinforced polymer with stainless steel rear cover so it is a very very durable uh watch out there um it's you know it's great for someone who's really clumsy who you know bumps into a lot of things very easily so it's 100 percent scratch proof so um, it's going to last you a very long time and the, uh, the display size is 1.1 inch and uh the display resolution is 218 by 218 pixels um which compared to um the apple watch it's not as 
much of a great uh, screen resolutions, but definitely it's better than the Fitbit. Um, obviously, it has the, the water rating for 10 ATM, uh, which is good for splashes, rain or snow, showering, swimming, diving, and snorkeling. Um, obviously, if you're someone who likes to do water skis or extreme high-speed water sports, uh, the watch can, you know, repel the water uh, going into the, uh, into the watch for those activities as well. However, it's not suitable for uh, scuba diving. So if you're someone who's, uh, who loves to do scuba diving, uh, we recommend not to wear the watch because obviously it's going to damage, damage it and it's going to be very expensive to <laughs> fix it. So mm -hmm. um, when you're going to be scuba diving, try to take it off and then leave it somewhere uh, safely. Wow. So there's a lot of information given. Um, now let's get into the pros and cons to the mm -hmm. Garmin Phoenix S5. So, um, you know, the pros are, you know, it has a lot of functionality. So if you're looking, if you're looking to have a lot of activities, you know, tracked on the watch or on your smartphones, um, Garmin, 5, uh, Garmin Phoenix 5 is a really good choice for you guys. And um, obviously, if you're a consumer who looks to you know, who looks to be satisfied with the amount of money that you have spent on the technology that you are going to be purchasing. Um, you know, the watch is a good choice because, you know, it's going to be worth every penny that you spend on it because of a lot of functionalities. It's super durable and uh, the, it's super comfortable to wear on the wrist as well. So it's not going to be uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, obviously the Another pros is that the battery life on a smartwatch mode only can last you up to seven plus days, which is a really, really good uh, battery life considering that um, Apple Watch is only for 18 hours and uh, uh, Fitbit is only for six plus, uh, six plus days. And so it's, it's a really good battery life as well. Um, the cons is that, you know, obviously for cost-friendly models, um, the heart rate monitor needs to be purchased separately. Um, you need to buy the, the chest strap, which, uh, which can range from $99 all the way up to $179. So that's another, um, you know, aspect that's, uh, that's not as good as other um, functionalities for the watch and also if you're going to be using the the gps mode for the uh, for the watch the battery life reduces significantly to only 14 hours so um that's that's the cons of the uh, the phoenix 5s wow so there's so much happening with this watch it is pretty powerful um it's a lot to it you really got to learn how to use the watch in order to maximize the benefits for your activity that you will be doing because you're spending quite a bit hefty amounts and by the way for those who are wondering the differences between the um built-in wrist heart rate monitoring or the chest strap. The chest strap has been around for so many years and it's one of like the 100% reliability with it. It can be comfortable for some people, but it will take a couple of, um, you know, days of wearing it so you can get comfortable with it, especially for us women. But another thing is Garmin, guys. Garmin's been doing these watches and a lot of people have I've mentioned that, oh, I've never heard of Garmin doing a watch. They've been doing watches for so long. When they got into the GPS market, they decided a couple of years later because they had other competitors like Polar trying to attend to the athletes in the 80s. They decided to do, okay, you know what? This is our chance to do a watch to compete. And of course, Timex was their other competitors. And with Garmin being so readable, like uh, have a good reputation, I mean, it's like you have to trust them in the work that they're doing. So definitely if you're that scuba diver, you're that golfer and want that, you know, marathon, um, sorry, not scuba diver, um, a swimmer, you know, your triathlon, marathon runner, whatever it is, or just starting off and you want a reliable watch, definitely the Garmin Phoenix is one for you. But of course, are you willing to pay the price? Yes. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to pricing, um, it's a little bit on the hefty side. Um, so for 42 millimeters and 47 millimeters, um, the base 
basic model is $499.99 United States dollar. And um, if you're looking to have the, uh, the feature of maps added onto the watch with the sapphire covering, um, it's only available in the 51 millimeter uh, size, which will be $599.99 USD. And um, if you're looking for the, the heart rate monitor bundle with the sapphire covering, it is only available in 47 millimeters and it's going to be $669.99 USD. And then um, it's kind of weird, you know, you guys are going to be wondering, oh, like, why is it so expensive? for such a basic model, but on the Garmin's website, um, the 42 millimeters with Sapphire covering only is $749.99 USD. So um, you're not getting any maps or the heart rate, um, you know, the bundle included into that pricing, but just to have the Sapphire covering for the 42 millimeters, it's going to be $749.99 USD. So it is a pretty hefty price, but hey, I mean, like Angelica said, if you're looking to get, uh, you know, a trustworthy watch and something that's going to last you a very long time and you're, you know, specifically training for a marathon or triathlon, um, the Garmin Phoenix 5 is the watch to go. It's really reliable. It's super durable and it's going to do you good. Now, we just covered our first product on the show of Tech Talk. And of course, it was the Garmin Phoenix. Now, moving on, we've got another product for you guys lined up, which you have heard everywhere, almost everywhere. It's Fitbit. The Fitbit Versa 2. Elevate your day with Fitbit Versa 2, the health and fitness smartwatch with 24-7 heart rate tracking, a sleep score, apps, and more all-in-one premium design, Amazon Alexa built-in, check the weather, set the timers, and the alarms, control your smart home devices, and more with the Alexa, Amazon Alexa built-in. Yes, yeah, so uh, the Fitbit Versa 2 has Alexa built-in, so, um, you know, you guys, uh, our listeners will um, are going to be familiar with the Alexa built-in. It's a little um, AI voice recognition system that Amazon came out with. Um, so it's similar to Samsung and uh, Apple Siri. Um, so obviously you can ut uh, utilize it to make things a little bit easier to control the watch and whatnot. Um, another good thing about Fitbit Versa uh, 2 is that um, compared to the, the Phoenix 5, it has lower battery life, but it's still good up to six plus days. Um, depends on how frequently you're going to be using and what kind of functionalities that you're going to be using on the watch. Um, another good thing about this is that, um, you know, the Fitbit Versa 2 can actually store up to 300 plus songs. And uh, it, has a uh, it has the, uh, the ability to connect to the, uh, the wireless headphones. So, you know, if you're a runner and then, you know, you like to listen to music while you're running, uh, Fitbit Versa 2 is a good choice because, like I said, you can store up to 300 songs. Um, you can even, you know, download Pandora stations and you can add Deezer playlists as well. Um, so if you're a runner out there who likes to listen to music when you're running, um, Fitbit Versa 2 is an, uh, is an amazing choice. Um, also, it has a built-in payment option. So it's similar to Samsung Pay and Apple Pay and Google Pay. So um, you can add your um, debit card, credit cards, or any type of cards that you're going to be using for the other payments. And uh, you can, uh, you know, bring the watch close to the, uh, the terminals at the, uh, the stores to make the other payments. Um, also, it, it is water resistance up to 50 meters, so you will be able to keep track of your swimming for swimmers out there. Um, you know, obviously, it has another function to personalize the reminders for the goals that you have set. So let's say you're, you set the other goals to burn about 10,000 calories in a day, and then obviously, if you're going to be you know nearing the end of that goal it's going to send your reminder or you know it's going to be sending your reminder to you know um, keep you to on track of reaching that goal that you have set for your personal self also it has a female health tracking guided breathing sessions and uh, like Angelica mentioned it also has the, the sleep score um, so it has um, extra features from the, uh, the basic 
functionalities such as steps, calories burned, hours of sleep, act, uh, active minutes, forced climbed, heart rate. Um, so it is, um, it is a really good watch as well. Definitely. This is a great watch for someone who's starting our starting out or wanting to up their workouts. We've seen Fitbit come a long way um, ever since they came out in 2007, guys. Um, it's an American company headquartered in San Francisco, California. Of course, they made a huge, huge mark in this market of wearables because of the sleek design and also the apps that came with it. So they were in tough competition with all the pioneers out there who really know how to build a product internally and how to make sure you get those accurate results. But with Fitbit, it's because of the amazing design that they've come up with that's very stylish and people can just wear and change those bands for every single event. If you're working out, maybe you're going out with the girlfriends or you're going out with the guys or you're going to work, you are able to customize the watch however you choose to. And to my Canadian listeners out there, the Pandora and Deezer is not available to us, but to all our American listeners, definitely if you've got Pandora or Deezer, you can definitely add those apps to your Fitbit. Now going into, <laughs> sorry, going into the pros and cons. So pros for the Diversa 2 is that obviously it has a really decent battery life. Uh, six plus days for the activity tracker is really, really good. Um, it has a slick design. So like Angelica said, if you're going out with your friends um, and you're going on a business trip, um, it looks semi-formal. So it, it is a good watch to have if you're you know, going to be using it as a, uh, you know, a part of your fashion as well. Um, also, another con uh, another pro is the, the music functionality. So, um, you know, obviously, um, being able to store up to 300 songs on the watch is a huge thing. Um, so that's uh, that's the pros of the, uh, the Versa 2. Um, cons is that a lot of people are wishing that the displays were a little bit bigger. Um, some of the users are saying that, oh, it's really hard to see everything on the screen properly because uh, it's not much of a big screen. So they are wishing that, you know, Fitbit will come out with something that has a bigger screen. So it will be easier for users to read what's on the interface and uh, some of the users have been saying that third-party apps are not syncing properly so they have to download it and then try to sync it if it doesn't work they have to delete it and then do the process again so that's the cons of the uh, diversa 2 for Fitbit. well thank you for that and definitely it's a it's a like with the price comparison here um, from the Garmin to the Fitbit, we're looking at $229.95 American. No, that price is actually uh, retailed in Canadian stores. So okay. it is uh, definitely a much uh, affordable watch for uh, most of the functionalities that the Garmin Phoenix 5 will be offering. Also, um, for just an extra of $44.99, um, you can actually add a two-year protection plan. So it's basically like Apple Care um, that Apple stores offer offer when you're purchasing a product from them. Um, however, um, the $44.99 uh, two-year protection, uh, two protection plan is only available through online order. So if you guys are going to be purchasing a watch from uh, Fitbit's website, that option is available before you check out. Well, there you have it. We just, you know, Django just gave us the, um, the whole overview of the Fitbit Versa 2. We do have two more wearables that we're reviewing. So Django, are you ready for the Apple yeah. Watch S5? Yes, I am. I am ready for the, uh, the Apple Watch. So guys, the next one is the Apple Watch S5. The Apple S, the Apple Watch Series 5 has a display that's always on, showing the time and important information. No need to raise your wrist. It helps you navigate with the built-in compass, lets you check on your heart with the ECG app, tracks your workouts and activity, and makes it easy to connect with people and the information you care about right from your wrist. So Django, tell me about it. 
So um, Apple Watch Series 5 is, there's not much of a huge difference between the, the Series 4 and the Series 5. Um, obviously, the main difference will be the, the built-in compass um, that's available on the watch. So if you're going on a hiking and then you want to um, find out if you're at north, south, east, west, um, you know, obviously you can use your Series 5 Apple Watch to um, get the location. Um, also, it has the, uh, the notification function. So um, uh, if you have your phone with you and then you're using the Bluetooth to have the, uh, the watch sync to your phone, um, obviously you'll be getting notifications such as phone calls, text messages, um, emails, um, upcoming events, um, so on and so forth. Um, also, good thing about the, uh, the Apple Watch Series 4 and Series 5 is they came out with the cellular version, which means that you're able to get a separate plan for the watch from uh, telecommunication companies such as Bell, Rogers, um, Telus, and other small uh, telecommunication companies out in the market in Canada. Um, you know, obviously, if you get your own plan for the watch, it will be able to uh, use the uh, the watch without the uh, the phone being close to you. So, um, you know, it is a benefit if you're someone who doesn't like to carry around your phone. If you're going on a run or on a hike or you know swimming and stuff like that, um, obviously, um, you will be able to get all the notifications and you be able to use the watch as with the same functionalities as you would with via the phone connected to the watch um, the plans are going to be around $15 per month for the other uh, watch uh, it comes with the uh, the one gigabytes of data um, obviously with Apple watch being a smaller technology it's not going to be consuming a lot of data like your phone um, obviously it doesn't have the, uh, the capability of watching videos or you know um, taking well watching videos on the watch itself so so uh, it's not going to be consuming a lot of data. Um, another thing, what good thing about the uh, the Apple Watch Series Five is that it has a lot of new apps that's designated for um, the Apple Watch Series Five, so the users can download the app to get the full functionalities out of the the, the Series Five. Yeah, and I have to agree with you. There's not really much difference between the Apple watch four which i currently have and own and i'm very happy with it and um it all comes down to pricing so tell us the price for the apple watch series five so for apple watch series five the regular um gps mode only um will start from 529 uh, for 40 millimeters and then 569 for 44 millimeters and then cellular versions will start from 659 uh 659 dollars for 40 millimeters and 699 dollars for 44 millimeters um obviously there are um, different casing for the watches so um, you know the price ranges from the very basic price of $529 all the way up to $1059 so um, obviously depending on what kind of casing that you'll be getting for the uh, the watch the, uh, the price can you know uh, differ from $529 all the way up to uh, $1059 or if you've got that money to splurge and if you're looking for a fancy Apple Watch, you can definitely spend the ten fifty nine. Yes. So actually the other ten fifty nine model is gold stainless model casing. So it's actually covered in gold. Um, I believe it's eighteen K and then it has a stain it's it's a stainless steel um, gold plating. So uh, obviously that's the reason why it's so expensive. Um, you know, uh, with the Apple Watch Series 5, you know, you are able to go in and switch out the other bands. Um, so there's sport bands that already comes with the other watch when you purchase it. There's nylon, um, you know, there's leather, uh, leather bands, there's stainless steel bands. And if you have extra money to spend on a uh, watch's band, you can also go for the other gold plated bands as well. Wow, guys, <laughs> if you got expensive taste, definitely go with the 18K. <laughs> I, 100%. I mean, I, I mean, like I looked at it on, on the website and when I went to the, uh, the Apple store in the States, and I mean, I, I have to agree, they, they look amazing. Um, obviously, I was a little bit tempted to buy it, but I was like, okay, is it really worth for me to spend that much money on an Apple Watch? So I just kind of passed on it, but I have to admit, it looks really, really good. 
I can imagine with 18k of gold on your wrist that actually has the functionality of being able to see everything that's almost on your phone. I know. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you have the money to purchase it, and then if you're that kind of a person who really cares about the looks, then go for it. But um, for my personal opinion, um, I not going to spend that much money on the watch i would rather get something else you can get like two watches you can get the four the five and then for sure because obviously the the series four went down in price so it's obviously more affordable now so you can buy two watches and you can give one for yourself and then to your friends to your significant other or to your family members so you definitely got to be a really good friend if you're going to be buying them an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, there you have it. We have reviewed the um, Apple Watch Series 5. Now we're on to our last watch with a lot of people are like, Sunto. Who is Sunto? So Sunto 9 is our next one and our last one. So when you have your mindset on a certain goal or adventure, you want to make sure your watch can also go the distance with up to 120 hours of continuous exercise tracking. The Sunto 9 is built to last just like you. Sunto 9 is a multi-sport GPS watch designed for athletes who demand the best from their sports watch intelligent battery life management system with smart reminders to ensure your watch will last just as long as you need to Django, tell us about it um so by far um Suntum 9 has the best battery life out in the market um you know the battery life is 14 days for um smart uh, smartwatch mode only um so wow 14 days without charging once it's fully charged and if you're only going to be using it as a smartwatch mode um it can last you up to 14 days um obviously for 24/7 tracking um the battery life reduces down to seven days but hey i mean that's still amazing and what i really like about the sunto 9 is that um phoenix 5 when you're using the other watch on the gps mode the battery life reduces significantly to only um so obviously for phoenix 5 um you know if you're using if you're going to be using the uh, the watch as a gps mode uh, the battery life uh, redu battery life reduces significantly to only 14 hours so compared to the uh, the garmin phoenix 5 for the price that you're paying sunto even though you're going to be using the gps mode um it will last you up to between one to five days without charging so hey i mean it's which really amazing compared to the the phoenix Five. Also, um, you know, it's pretty late. It's uh, the watch only weighs about seventy-two grams, um, so it's not too heavy. It's not too late. It's just right in that uh, middle zone, so it's really comfortable to wear. Um, the bezel material is made out of uh, stainless steel. Um, glass material is mineral glass, so it's also uh, another type of uh, material that's really durable. Um, the strap material is only available in silicon, so. Um, obviously silicon being the most comfortable uh, bands to wear it's a good thing for those of you who doesn't really like to wear a watch on your wrist because it's super uncomfortable um, and another good thing about Sunto 9 is that it has the, uh, the built-in wrist-based heart rate monitor but you can also buy the, the chest heart rate monitor separately um, obviously it's touchscreen enabled just like any of the other watches um, color display with LED backlight um, good thing about Sunto 9 is that for someone who's not too comfortable with English um, that's going to be using the watch it has many languages that you can change the interface to um, some of the examples are obviously English Chinese French Italian Japanese, Korean, Portuguese, and so on and so forth. So there are many language options that you can choose from to change the other watches interface to the language that you're most comfortable with. Um, also, it has a built-in digital um, compass, um, interval training, and speed and distance. It's going to be calculating that as well. Um, it has a functionality to keep track of swimming, cycling, running um, it has multi-sports function so um, you can actually change the sport during exercise 
Um, so let's say you were doing uh, running at one time and then you want to change to cycling it has the uh, the options to do so um, and after you know you're done with your workouts and then you want to see your analysis it has the, the post analysis of multi-sport exercise by sports uh, which means um, by the other sports that you have um, used the other multi uh, the multi-sports function for it's going to have the analysis stored separately which is another amazing feature of the, uh, the Sunto 9. Um, there's another model that's available um, called Sunto 9 Barrel. Um, it's exactly the same thing as the regular Sunto 9, but it has a barometer built into the other watch, so you'll be able to keep track of your weather forecast and everything. Wow, so much being jam-packed into this watch. And I can say it's almost the same size as your Garmin, but a little bit bigger. Yes, that's true. Uh, it's a little bit bigger. It's almost on the, the same size as the, the Phoenix 5. So, uh, However, um, some of the people find the, the Sunto 9 to be a little bit more bulkier than the, the Phoenix 5. So if you're someone uh, who prefers to watch to be less bulky, obviously go with the, the Phoenix 5. But both of the other watches, they do have a similar sizing to it. So uh, both of the watches are great choices. Yeah. Now, with the pros and cons, what can you tell me about it? Um, so obviously the major pros about the Sunto 9 is the battery life. I was super amazed by how well the uh, the battery life has been designed for this watch model. Um, 14 days on a smartwatch mode. I mean, is that even possible? I was like, wow, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. 14 days without I charging know, right? to have the watch uh, keep track of, well, to receive notifications and stuff like that. And, you know, even though you're going to be using to keep track of your daily um, activities, it still lasts you to seven days without charging so it's it's amazing um and uh another con uh, another pro i mean is the high quality and the durable uh, durability of the watch um so the materials being almost identical to the the phoenix 5 um, it is a super durable watch so uh, it's a good thing to have if you're you know someone who doesn't really doesn't take care of their uh, technologies uh, that well um, so it's going to last you a very long time and uh, another pro is um, enables users to keep track of many sports so if you're someone who like who does a lot of activities other than going to the gym um, the watch can keep track of all the other sports that you do um, as um, as an activity so it's a, it's an amazing watch um, and the cons is that um, just like the Phoenix you have to get really really familiar with the watch so it's not user-friendly at first but hey I mean once you get used to it it's going to be an amazing watch um, you know uh, and another thing that I mentioned is that it's, even though it's almost the same size as the, the Phoenix 5 uh, it is a little bit too bulky so that's another cons of the, uh, the Sunto 9. Guys the Sunto 9 is not for everybody but if you're wondering where did Sunto come from, Sunto was founded in 1936. They are the veteran pioneers of this industry of compasses and also um, watches. So it's interesting to see their history over the past 80 years when they're creating a championship level of watches because even compasses it's unbelievable you know they were introduced to help with during the war world war ii and this was sunto's time to really show them like hey we're gonna build you these compasses and then over the years in 1987 they started to build um products that can relate to our everyday lives but since 1936, it goes to show you how this company, Sunto, has been around for so many years, like 80 years, guys. We're almost there to 100 with them. And they are creating these products because they know what we need. They know what we want. But, of course, it comes with the price. And the Sunto, like Django said, it's not going to be for everybody. It is a harder watch to navigate. And there's tons of YouTube videos out there that you can really follow along to maximize the watch. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, once you guide decide to go with the Sunto 9, we highly recommend to go on YouTube to see the, 
the tutorial videos because obviously it's it's a little bit difficult to navigate through compared to the other models. Um, but surprisingly, with uh, the watch being um, you know, a really durable watch and a high quality watch. The price isn't too bad. Um, the Sunto 9, they start from $499 and the Sunto 9 Barrel starts from uh, $549. So obviously you can customize the, uh, the colors and uh, the bands and it will go up in prices, but those are the other starting points uh, of, uh, of the watches. Wow. There you have it. We just pretty much gave you four wearable devices and what we did is we picked the ones that can be suitable for almost everybody out there now Django what do you think your opinion would you get the watch the Phoenix 5 I mean if if it was myself, um, I don't personally train for marathon or triathlon. So um, Garmin Phoenix 5 is a little bit out of my picture. And again, with the pricing, it's a little bit too expensive on my side um, because I do like to have my watches on a bigger size for sure. Um, and I'm not willing to spend between $599 and 99 cents USD all the way up to 749.99 USD. So Garmin Phoenix 5 is out of my picture, but for um, someone who's, you know, you know, hardcore training for, um, marathon triathlon or you're that kind of a guy who likes to do a lot of activities garmin phoenix 5 will be the other watch for you to go with mm -hmm. yeah definitely i definitely agree with you the garmin has been pretty much deleting one into the marathon training or triathlon training a lot of runners gravitate to this watch because it can still be sleek in design but also you're getting the accurate results that you're needing for when it comes to your training and also Garmin is the founder of the GPS. Hello, guys. Hello. Yes. Definitely go with the Garmin. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> of course, when it comes to GPS, like you said, the Garmin is the, uh, the founder for the GPS system. So they're well trusted with their GPS and their, um, uh, their uh, functionality. So if you're looking for something that's really reliable when it comes to tracking the elevations and uh, you know, your um, routes and everything, um, Garmin is a really, really good watch. Yes, I definitely agree. And um, my brother is a Garmin person. He has so many Garmin products and it's really neat how they've come such a long way with technology. They will tell you, the watch will tell you, hey, listen, there's going to be a thunderstorm coming in about so-and-so minutes or in so-and-so hours and in which direction. So it's really helping you out through your training process and kind of get away from those, uh, you know, that big storm that may be approaching through your runs. But um, if I was a marathon runner, which I was before, I would definitely pick out the Phoenix 5. But for my day-to-day -day life, it's not meant for me at the moment, but it is something that I would definitely go back to if I was getting back into marathon running. Now, Django, with the Fitbit Versa 2, what do you think of it? Is it something that you would buy? Tell me. Yes, um, Fitbit 2 Versa 2 um, is something that I would consider buying because it's actually designed for more daily activity tracking so obviously um, I don't do a lot of hardcore trainings or anything for myself so I do light workouts um, I do light exercises so um, definitely the Fitbit Versa 2 is more suitable for me and also it has a very decent uh, battery life as well so um, I think um, if it was for me and I was considering which um, activity tracker that I should be buying I would definitely consider uh, the Fitbit Versa 2 as one of my uh, options for sure. I'm going to have to put my two cents into this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not a huge fan of Fitbit. So. You know what? I actually bought, for those listening, I actually bought two types of Fitbits for my parents because when they wanted a smartwatch, I said, okay, what am I going to give them? I'm not going to give them a Garmin. I'm not going to give them an Apple watch or a Samsung watch or even a Sunto. I really had to think about what is the most easiest user-friendly. I gave one to my father, which was the Fitbit Ionic, and to my mother, which was the Fitbit Versa 1. Um, not much of a difference. 
when I was playing around with it, yes, it's super easy to set up. They were so ecstatic. They've got steps and, you know, they really enjoyed the product and they still use it. But I felt like you were so limited, limited. Some, some of the apps don't even work here in Canada. And it's like they have a third party and people building into these apps and they want to be their own, um, how could I say this, their own user system or they just want to keep it to themselves just like Apple. And then there's, you know, Samsung, Android. So I felt like you're limited on the apps. And of course, we can't use Pandora or Deezer. Um, payments is still one thing that we couldn't use to this day. I'm not sure. I know my dad's gone through two Ionics. My mom's gone through one Versa because she doesn't use it as has, as hardcore as my father. But if you are a beginner, yes, start with a Fitbit. Familiarize yourself with where you want to be with your tracking your steps and goals, right? It does have guiding breathing sessions. They give you a sleep score. Everyone's excited about that. Like I get, my mom gets like four hours of sleep and she's, she's still going to be, you know, up and ready to go. But you know, it, it's these little, little steps that you have to take. So with someone beginning, I definitely recommend the Fitbit, but for myself, I feel like it was just a lemon watch. It's like, I can't do anything. <laughs> I get notifications. Great. I, I can't even get the other stuff that I would get in an Apple watch. Right. And I did have another watch before, which is the polar, but I was getting more out of my polar than a Fitbit. I mean, yes, there are obviously disadvantages of Fitbit of having some of the functionalities not working in Canada. But um, like you said, it's, it's, it's a great watch for beginners to familiarize themselves with the, the smartwatches or the activity trackers because it's really user-friendly. You can you know, get to wherever you need to to find your information very easily. So, um, you know, obviously, even though some of the functionalities are not available um, in Canada itself, if I was buying the, uh, the activity tracker or uh, smartwatch, uh, for the first time for myself, I will definitely uh, go with the, the Fitbit. Yeah, for sure. Like if <laughs> it's if it's the first time, why not? And I know for us, we're very uh, technology friendly and we're kind of like, we want more out of our products. So this is why I cannot go with it. But if I was a user and it was my first time, by all means, but hands down, they do have a good sleek design for the price. Of course, for sure, 100%. Now moving on to, before we go into the Apple Watch Series 5, mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say to go into the Soontone 9, then we'll go into the Apple Watch because we both are Apple users, guys. Of and course. We definitely got to <laughs> get the Soontone 9 out of the way. And I'm going to say this, with Soontone, it's definitely not for me, but holy crap, 14 days of a battery life. I wish Apple could come up with that, but that's going to be a chunky Apple watch to fit a 14 day battery life. I cannot, I picture the, the amount of lithium ions that you're going through, but like for me, it's not the type of watch for this current moment, but if I was a triathlete, a hiker, I'm very outdoorsy and I want to get the most of my exercises with elevation, with interval training, with everything that I would go with a Sunto 9. How about you? <laughs> hundred uh, percent. If I was in the, the same boat as you, if I was, um, you know, training for the triathlon or marathon, and if I'm someone who really likes to go hiking and then, you know, explore the outdoors, then definitely the Sunto 9. Um, the reason that I say this is because of the, uh, the amazing battery life that the other uh, watch has. Um, obviously, the 14 days was a huge seller for me. If I was the person um, that was going to be looking for a watch that's, um, you know, supported, well, it's good for someone who's really outdoorsy and you know who likes to explore the, the nature and outside um so yeah uh, the battery life for 14 days on you know uh, smartwatch mode that was the huge seller for me also seven days for 24 7 tracking uh, that's amazing as well um but at this moment um it's not really something that i will be considering to buy myself um you know 
uh, like I said earlier on the on the on the podcast, I'm not much of a huge you know outdoorsy guy. I don't really do a lot of heavy exercises. So um, Sunto Nine at the moment is definitely out of my picture. But um, hey, I mean, who knows? In the near future, I could be training for a marath- uh, marathon, or I could start doing more excessive hardcore exercises. So um, if that comes in the near future, then yeah, definitely Sunto Nine will be a, a watch that I will be considering to buy for myself definitely now the apple watch series five can i just mm-hmm. say something before we even get into it of course. i just felt like apple needed to just release something because the iphone 11 was coming out and every time we hear these keynotes it's like they just had to just release something how could you not release another apple watch but is it really worth the upgrade? Because I find people who this time around, it's not like you're jumping from the S3 to the S4 and there was quite a bit of differences. And then the S5 comes and you're like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, when the other rumors were speculating that the other series five will be coming out uh, along with the other uh, the iphone 11 i was really looking forward to it i was like oh okay um i personally have a series 3 um the reason that i didn't buy the series 4 is because you know i like the design and the interface of it but obviously it wasn't much of a huge um, upgrade from the series 3 so i was waiting until the other series 5 was actually going to be released out in the market i was you know really hyped up about it i was looking forward to it i was like oh yeah definitely when the series 5 comes out I'm going to buy it. And then when it finally came out and I, you know, went on to the Apple site um, to see the, uh, the uh, specifications and the functionalities of the watch, I was like, what? Really? That, that's it? Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really a disappointment for me because, you know, obviously Apple is a huge tech company. Um, you know, obviously people are always looking for their new products. Um, they do an amazing job of, you know, getting the other products to the other consumers' um, standards of, you know, a really, really high standard uh, technology equipment. But with the Series 5, I was really, really disappointed. Uh, just like you, I was like, that's it? Like, no, like, major... Um, you know, upgrade from the Series 4. Um, but only thing that I kind of thought was something good that the uh, Apple did was having the, the built-in compass, um, you know, available on the watch. Because obviously, you know, Apple Watch is also a watch that's for everyday life um, users. So, you know, someone who's constantly on the go or, you know, someone who likes to go to a light walk or, you know, do a hiking very lightly. Um, it's always good to have the built-in compass on the watch because you don't necessarily have to take out your phone. You can just look at the uh, the watch to kind of of figure out which way you're headed to. So that was the only thing that I thought was something that Apple did really good. Other than that, it was a huge disappointment for me. So um, at this moment, Apple Series 5 uh, is out of my watch. (laughs) I agree with you. For me to upgrade from the 4 to the 5, it wasn't much difference. Believe it or not, I'm not fond about the new feature of keeping it on all day because really you're just wasting battery life and you're over killing the battery life and of course the ram can only hold so much when the battery life is on sorry the 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 backlight is on it's like Mm -hmm. you're running all these different programs in the background and a lot of people forget that you know your apple watch these little apps that you're opening up every single time is being run in the background so you can imagine when that ram is getting overheated Mm-hmm. You are really overheating the watch, which it has to kind of like work two times as hard in order to keep it going. And then it starts overheating and it just gets, oh, you know, when your your iPhone gets really hot in the summer, like 125 degrees and all of a sudden you get that weird picture that says, put me in the freezer or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like that happens to the Apple watch. So doing the jump, I was kind of like, you know what? I love my S4. And I'm happy with my S4. And I just felt like I didn't need to do the upgrade. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, um, between the uh, the Series 4 and the Series 5, there's not much of a huge difference. So it's not 
worth it for users who are using the the series four at the moment um also like you said you know having the uh, the 24 7 you know um, display working for the the watch it's actually really bad for the the softwares for the technology itself um obviously like you said it's overheating the the rams um you know all the uh, the apps are being you know continuously being run um so it it's a way the the battery life really really fast so you know at start you know the battery life is going to be 18 hours but who knows within a few months it can reduce down to 10 hours obviously with apple products you know your battery life doesn't drain as fast as other you know smartphones out in the market so that's a good news but with the phones, it's not a 24-7, you know, display on feature. Um, so you're, you know, turning off the phone when you're not using it. You're only, you know, having the phone turned on when you're playing games or, you know, using the phone itself to do your daily activities. But with the watch, if you're having the display on continuously, uh, just imagine how fast the battery is going to die. And honestly, when... <laughs> the battery starts dying you're kind of like oh my gosh i need to charge it it's like that the commercial they did about the google uh chromebook it's like charger anybody have a charge charge, charge yes charge? i'm dying i'm dying, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's basically like that situation for sure i mean um with the uh the, another thing about the series five um it was a huge disappointment uh, a huge disappointment with the uh the 18 hour battery life um you know obviously it's it's not great. Um, for my Series 3 right now, if I charge it at 2 to 100%, I can use it for two and a half days without any issues. And wow. to, for me to upgrade from a Series 3 that can last me between one and a half days to two and a half days to having the watch only last you 18 hours when it's fully charged, I was like, mm, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. But I must say, Apple has, it took me a while, and Django knows this. I've been a Polar user for so many years, and then when the Apple Watch 4 came out, I think we had so many discussions and the pros and cons of it, of me getting it. Yes. And it was like, okay, is the, the my biggest thing was heart rate, because I, you know, base my trainings on heart rate, and I needed something reliable. So from going to a test drop to a built-in wrist, Django was kind of like, you know what, you got to trust them because what they're putting into their watches, it's, it's really going to be like, apparently was off by half or one percentage of accuracy. And I could live with that. So after when the, I think the S3 was released and then you ended up getting it, I think I've asked you so many times and I said, can you please see how your heart rate is? And I think you've really <laughs> compared it for me for about over like six months because, yes. you know, he's been enjoying it. He was just like, you know, I love this S3. It's so awesome. You have to get it. You got to get the S4 at this point because it's been like six months. But, yes. you know, Django was the only source I could rely on when it came to the heart rate built in because for us chest strappers if that's even a word well it's a word now I felt like you know you're kind of taking this jump into something else in a newer technology of the built-in heart rate so that was really kind of like okay Django are you sure this is accurate <laughs> yeah I mean uh you've been asking me close to six months to you know try to help you convince well i was trying to help, like trying to convince you into getting the apple watch because you've been asking for six months and you're like is it really worth it does it really work like like is it accurate like can i really trust it obviously you know you did marathon before so obviously mm -hmm. having the accurate um, heart rate was very very significant for you and you know obviously when i you know, did a comparison between the watches to see the heart rates and everything. Um, Apple Watch is actually on a really, really accurate side when mm -hmm. it comes to the other wrist-based heart rate monitor. So um, I think, I don't know what really made you to decide to move on to Apple from Polar, but I was, I was like, oh my God, finally. <laughs> I, I did my work. I did my work. I convinced my friend. 
and now you're happy with it and I'm happy with it. <laughs> After six months, guys, and it's not easy for me to jump from one thing to another when you're, you know, having a product that's reliable and that's going to depend on your workouts and such, because I was used to Polar kind of telling me how to work out and which heart rate levels and Polar was able to synchronize a a running plan for me and to finish it and accomplish it in a certain time frame. So I was kind of used to that type of technology. Now, when I did get my Apple watch, I did do a comparison with chest strap and um, the Apple watch and it was super, super accurate. It was either exact or one to two, well, actually one beat off difference, which I'm okay with it. If it was like 50 beat difference or five or anything more than five, I'm, I have a concern, right? So the fact that it was just the one beat per difference for myself with the chest strap, I was like, okay, you know what? I, this is the great purchase and applause to Apple for that because it's really hard. And I know we're talking a lot about Apple. It's because we actually have the product with us. The other products, we were just a lot of research and going into the stores, like Jangle said, and kind of just, you know, working with what we have and kind of going through the whole process of feeling it out and really seeing for what it's worth. And, you know, we both are Apple users and sometimes we can disagree on Apple stuff, but you know, for the watch itself, for someone like me jumping from your Polar watch who didn't even have a colorful display to an Apple series uh, for, <laughs> it is a huge jump um, mm -hmm. with workouts and stuff. I really love how you can create shortcuts and get to things where you need to be. My battery lasts me like a day and a half, which I, I'm easy to live with because once I come home at four o'clock, I can charge it or just let it die and charge it at night. So it's ready to go the next day. It's really fast charge. Um, if you're in that hustle and bustle, like a lot of moms, you can literally pick up your calls. If you're holding the baby and you can't find your phone, or whatever pick up the vault pick up the phone through your wrist and you can have that conversation so i like it <laughs> i mean yeah for sure um personally for myself i'm always on the go so it's sometimes really easy for me to miss phone calls or important messages that uh, people send to me so um having the apple watch is really beneficial for me because you know like i said since i'm constantly on the go um if someone important is calling me or sending me a text message i can see right on the watch and with the phone calls i can just i also have an airpod so um, it's really comfortable for me because um for me, like when I'm on the go, I'm always listening to music and stuff like that. And when I receive a phone call and I just tap on the screen to answer the other phone, um, you know, I can start talking through my AirPods, which is a super, super convenient thing to do. Um, and especially when I'm driving, I know uh, I'm not supposed to be talking on the phone or, you know, replying to messages while I'm driving. But um, it's something um, to have in your mind that it's really convenient also because obviously you know when you're driving um if you have a car that doesn't have the bluetooth functionality mm -hmm. to have the phone connected to the car um apple watch is uh, is a really good choice to have because you'll be receiving notifications of uh, in important uh things yeah definitely i do have to agree with you on that one because i was driving one of my husband's cars and my car was an in-service and he has a car that still has a cassette player that he drives to work because you know you can't drive a new vehicle to a job site so I took that one and I realized my mom was calling me and I'm just like oh my god this car doesn't have bluetooth yeah <laughs> and then it clicked in my head yeah. idiot you've got an apple watch all I did yes. was answer it and I was able to talk to her through the Apple watch. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a very convenient thing to have if you're constantly on the go and especially if your car doesn't have the other Bluetooth function. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. So overall, these are great watches for beginners, for intermediates, for those who want to get into more into the tech savvy side. Um, and for those who are marathon runners, now you've got two big watches that you got to compare yourself with and also the pricing. It, it does make a big difference, um, especially the garment and the soon toe. Um, what we always recommend and what we'll always recommend is for all of you to hit up the YouTube channels because people actually show you physically of what the watch can do and also hit up the stores. 
the stores are so easy to like say, hey, can I see this watch? And then you can really physically see it. Um, you can play around with it a little bit. Some of them don't allow you to play around with it, but at least you can get a feel of the size. Find something that's going to suit your lifestyle. If you're in the lifestyle of like, I'm going to do a little bit of workout here, a little bit of workout there, but I need it more for business because I'm always on the go or whatever the case may be, or you're a busy mom, then definitely find a watch that's going to be suitable for that lifestyle. A lot of people tend to because Django and I um, used to work at a, um, a sports store. It's like, we are always trying to recommend people to suit it to your lifestyle and to your needs. Cause sometimes we've seen people buy a thousand dollar watch and all of a sudden they're coming back saying, well, this is not suitable. So definitely find something that's suitable for your lifestyle. We just gave you the pros and cons of the certain ones that are highest right now in the market and what's hot, but you know, really try it out. Take your research. If it does take six months, like me, then let it take six months. <laughs> Unless you're like Jago, who's just like, you know what? That's what I want. That's what I'm going to get. And done. He's made his purchase. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely take your time to do research because obviously these watches are not cheap. Um, you know, um, the cheapest that you'll be spending on a watch that you like to keep track of your activities for is over $200. So, um, you know, do some research, take the other time out of your busy day to find all the specifications and the reviews of the watches that you're con um, considering. Obviously, um, the models that we have discussed on this podcast are the, the best ones out in the market. Well, one of the few of the best ones out in yeah. the market. So um, do some research, take the time, uh, visit stores. You know, if your friend has one of the models that we have discussed, ask them how it is, just like Angelica did. Um, but my advice don't take more than six months to make your decision. <laughs> I mean, if your friend says it's a good watch, trust them because you know, they are the ones that are going to, they are actually using the watch and they're recommending you the, uh, the exact same model for a reason. Uh, no hard feelings, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> but guys, if you have a product out there that you're kind of like, I don't know about this product, you need to ask us because like I said, we worked in a retail um, sports store. So we were familiarized with ourselves with different types of watches and it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. What's out there, what's been invented, the accuracy of things and, you know, really coming down to find what's suitable for your budget I know there's so many more watches out there, but remember, and I'll give you, I'll leave you guys with this fun fact. Apparently when someone buys a device, especially a wearable, after three months, it ends up being on your night table. And that's the stats that I found over on Google. I wish I had the reference to it because I wanted to send the link out, but if I do find it, it's going to be in the show notes. But other than that, think about it. You're investing more than $200 on a wearable device and you have to really like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to this wearable. It's going to replace my fancy Rolex. It's going to replace your fancy um, Michael Kors, Gucci, whatever you're wearing. And this is it. This is going to be the watch that you're going to be wearing 24 seven. I haven't taken off this watch only when I shower because even though it's waterproof, I water resistant, waterproof, I choose not to wet it. I just don't like it. I take care of myself for a longer term, but really think about it. After three months, a lot of people put their wearable devices on a night table, just like when they buy a new treadmill. 100%. Take your time. Uh, make sure that the watch is, you know, specifically for you. So you don't leave the other watch on the nightstand after three months and you're going to be continuously using it to get the full functionality out of the watch that you have purchased for yourself. Yep, definitely. Well, Django, where can the listeners find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, my uh, user ID is Django94. Um, so you can always um, add me on Instagram if you guys have any questions or something that you would like to ask me about. Um, you know, I'll try my best to get back to you guys uh, as soon as possible. But uh, again, my Instagram is jangho94. Uh, it's J-A-N-G-H-O-94. Uh, if you guys have any questions or want to follow me, shoot me a quick message and I will res uh, respond to you as soon as possible. 
Yep. And to all the listeners out there, everything's going to be in the show notes for you. So you can definitely follow Django. And guess what? We are doing this once a month tech talk segment with Django. And I cannot wait for you guys to see what we have lined up for the next coming months. It's going to be so awesome. I thank you so much, Django, for coming onto the podcast and really doing this segment with me because I know it's been a long time running. I think it has been more than six <laughs> months. Yes. <laughs> now it was my turn to take the six months to get the other show up and ready so i do apologize <laughs> for it but hey here we are we finally recorded our first show and i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it yes and you know guys it, i couldn't find a better partner than Django because we do share this passion for technology and uh, oh. like i said if you guys out there have anything that we should talk about and i know i've gotten some requests already please let us know and we'll add it into our next segment or put it into a different segment because we really want to try to get to everybody and really answer all your questions. Everything's going to be in the show notes. And what's awesome with Anchor, you can leave us a voice message. So if you even have a question for us, leave us a voice message. We will put it into the episode and we will reply to your question. Yes, we'll definitely do that, and uh, we'll always provide you the best feedbacks, and uh, you know we'll always prepare ourselves to provide you the correct information that you guys are looking for. Exactly. Well, from myself and my co-host Django, from this new segment, Tech Talk, that's all we have for now. Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen. From the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, the local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to. That's it for now. And thanks for listening on a little bit of everything with me.